Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, your host. Today, y'all, today is like the end all be all for me. I am a huge Real Housewives fan. My favorite housewives are Beverly Hills. Even though they just got rid of Teddy Mellencamp, and I'm, I'm really sad about that, but I'm still following her. Um, but my, what really got me started was the Real Housewives of Orange County. And the OG from the OC, Vicki Guffelson, is on the show today. We're going to be talking about financial wellness. She has a group on Facebook called Financial Wellness with Vicki. And it gives you all these different types of tips about money and everything. And so this chat is so great, especially during COVID, when you're really worried about what you should cut, what you shouldn't cut. Y'all, this chat, I learned so many great tips from her. So you know what I need you to do right now? That's right. Start listening. Hi guys, welcome back to another edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin. I am very honored that Vicki Guffelson from the Real Housewives of Orange County, also Cuddle Insurance, is joining me today. So Vicki, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Wow, well thank you for having me. Super excited about being on. Um, do you hear an echo or are you okay? I hear a little bit of an echo. Okay, I maybe have my volume too loud. I just want to make sure everybody can hear it and see. Um, so, um, I was a single mother at 28 years old. Um, my father always asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up and I wanted to be a housewife, just like my mother, uh, be careful what you wish for. And, um, 15 years ago, I was approached by, um, one of our neighbors in the area that was, uh, creating this concept of filming housewives. And I was like, I'm not a housewife. I work for a living. I'm raising my kids. At that time I was married to Don. Those of you that have seen the show, um, and Don was not wanting to be part of this. He did not want to film a reality show because he thought that everybody got divorced once they started doing it. And I said, no, 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 we'll be fine. Uh, fast forward 15 years. Um, this is my first year not being on the show. I started my insurance and financial services business when I was 29 years old. I'm going to be uh, 59 in a few months. And so from those 30 years, I have actually built a pretty incredible practice. Um, I've got agents that work for me. Um, and most recently this year, we created Financial Wellness with Vicki. So those of you that have maybe visited it, we have now eBooks. We're launching um, just some really great things on the site. It's a Facebook group as well. I've got a whole team handling it. Um, and so, you know, I think that there's a lot of knowledge that I have that I just wanted to share with others. And I think if we can help each other as a community, even if it's online, then we're better off than not. So um, I can't keep all this information stored inside my brain. I need to share it. So I want to thank you for having me on the list. I really appreciate it. Well, uh, like I said, I'm truly honored that you agreed because I'm in your Facebook group. And I was like, that would you like, want to come on? And then set it up. I couldn't believe how quick it, yep. quick it came yep. about. We're doers. We get things done and we go on to the next project. So um really excited. So are you literally in a log cabin right now? I'm in a log cabin. It's a storage shed that we converted mm -hmm. into uh, my office outside the home because I'd always dreamed of having an office outside the home. And so I was like, it doesn't make sense to pay rent for something. I so let me just so I bought everything. My husband did all the sweat equity inside, but I paid for everything through my blogging income. 
Well, so I don't know much about blogging or income. So you talked to me a little bit about side hustles. So how do you get paid to blog? Um, sponsored posts, people post on Instagram, um, just a whole bunch of different things, virtual assistants. There's companies that come and say, Hey, will you work for us and we'll pay you X amount of dollars. So wonderful. Well, I'm super proud of you because I love hearing people's success and being an entrepreneur that you are. I think we're all entrepreneurs in some way, shape or form. We may not all be generating income from it, but I think that, um, Women can handle a lot. We have a lot on our plate. We've got, we can juggle a lot. If I don't have seven things going on at once, I get bored. So um, I think that there's a lot to be said for that. So what does financial wellness mean though? You know, um, some people may think that I'm sitting, you know, back in my backyard having a cocktail during the day and not working. Financial wellness means exactly that. I want each and every one of you that are on this blog to be financially well. Whether you make a dollar a day or whether you make a hundred dollars a day, it doesn't matter. Get out of debt, get your credit cards paid off, get your mortgages refinanced if that's what you need to do to get your payments lower, to get your home paid off quicker. Just to be well. When you are financially well, you have a very strong chance of living longer because the stress is down. So um, we've done a lot of research on psychology of wellness, financial wellness, and I do know the people that are stressed out, uh, having marriage problems, having, you know, children's problems is because they're, they overspent or they didn't keep themselves on a budget or they didn't save enough. I mean, I heard from a lady yesterday I spoke to, she wanted to know, should she take a second line of credit on her home to pay for her daughter's college? My answer is no. You know, these kids have to sometimes learn the hard way. I paid for my own college. Uh, I know college is more expensive, but they don't have to go to the best school. They can go to a community college for a couple of years and save money and then go to a four. I know you just mentioned your daughters out here in California. There are ways to get grants. There's just creative things that we can do so we don't go into debt on educating our children. So um, I'm a big believer in being creative and, and figuring out a way to, to, to do things. Maybe you're uh, experiencing too high of dreams for your home or for your car or for clothing or for whatever you're doing. You just really need to live within your means. I mean, if I could just knock that in everybody's head, live within your means, actually below your means, save more than you ever thought you could because lickety split, you're going to be hitting retirement. I'm 58. I do not feel 58. I feel great, but I'm 58 years old. I can't change my date of birth. Um, and the fortunate part of this, I've been financially well. I do not overspend. I'm a budget keeper. I'm a coupon clipper. I'm a promo code. When I go to buy something on the internet, if I can save $5, I'm going to save $5. So there's, I think all in all, Melissa, it's just about being smart with our money. Um, many of us can't make more money because we're in a capped job. Mm -hmm. So the only way that you can get ahead is by, spending less, saving less, you know, save, saving and not, not spending everything we make. So what would you say like right now when you have to cut your budget during COVID, what would you say to cut out or just well, go lower on? I think a lot of us have experienced what we can live without. Um, for me, I was a two to three times a week Starbucks coffee, whether you like Starbucks or not, whether it's, Salvation Coffee in Burlington or you know, wherever it is. I think there was 
it opened our eyes to what we're spending money on that we really didn't need to. And we can just take a look back and say, you know what? I don't need to buy that new outfit or I don't need to go out to dinner three days a week. We haven't been able to go out to dinner. Mm -hmm. So my fiance and I, Steve, we went out three to four times a week. Now we don't go out at all. I cook at home and have leftovers and we're good. So I think just being more aware of what we can do in our home to stop the spending. Now, what would you say, what's your view on credit cards? Well, I have an American Express card. I run all my business expenses through American Express. And the best thing about that, that card is I have to pay it off right away or they cut me off. And it keeps me disciplined. And I do charge a lot of things on that card. I get airline miles. That's why I'm able to travel for free everywhere I go. Um, and then I bank those miles. So credit cards are only good if you pay them off every month. You never, 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 ever, never, never want to buy things on that credit card that you cannot afford. It's going to catch up with you. Yeah, because I know a lot of people, that's how they're living day to day right now is through credit cards. going to catch up with them. Can't do it. So what are your recommendations for being financially well during COVID though? Well, like I said, financially well during COVID is this stop spending, only spend what you need to. If you're used to going to Costco or Sam's club and buying all this food and then half of it goes in the garbage because you overbought, you know, you go to your local estate of brothers or teeter. I think Brianna calls it teeter something over in North Paris Carolina. Teeter. Paris teeter. Paris teeter, whatever that's called. But you go and you buy small, you buy your fruits and vegetables for two or three days, the way they do in Europe. They don't buy a week or two weeks of vegetables. They buy two or three days worth of vegetables. Therefore, there's no waste. Uh, they buy fresh meats, nothing frozen. And you're not throwing things out. I think that's a big thing for me is uh, I was throwing a lot of food out. I would think that I was going to make stuffed green peppers tomorrow night and I never did. And the green peppers went bad and then I never made them. So everything went in the garbage. Um, I think that's, I think we just need it right here. We just need to think before you get that credit card out, before you get that checkbook out, before you get that ATM card out, think, is this something I need? Is this something that I want? Because there's going to be one day you're going to have to sell the things that you needed mm -hmm. for things that you have to have, right? You thought you needed it, but now, now we, now we have to have it. So now we're selling stuff pennies on the dollar. Look at all those garage sales. Look at all the people that are liquidating their things because they need, um, they need money to provide for their family. A lot of that stuff, they never needed it. It was just once. So what's a non-negotiable then? What should we, what shouldn't we cut from our budgets? Well, um, what we shouldn't cut uh, is what you actually need. You need gas in your tank. You need light on, you need electricity. Um, I watch my electricity bills and there's times that you should do your laundry and times that you should, you know, watch TV or whatever you like to do with your electricity. I watch those times and they're constantly changing on my meters. So I go online and I look at that. You can't cut out electricity, uh, but you can cut when you're going to use it. So if you're using it for air conditioning or other means, you just want to watch your times and make sure that you're on the lowest kilowatt. Um, you can't cut off or cut out your, your car payments or your mortgages. I'm talking about when you're going to buy a new home or buy a new car. 
buy something below what you can afford. And hopefully you'll never have to liquidate it because you, you didn't overbuy. I know right before COVID started, we actually refinanced our home because we were like, it's lower interest rates right now. So we refinance and we, we're going to get it paid off quicker, actually. Good for, you. Good for you. So did you go from a 30 year loan to a 15 year loan? Mm -hmm. We sure did. Marty Pants. So that's one of the things that I've talked about is let's say you're paying $2,000 a month for your mortgage and you had a 30 year loan at 4% and now you can get it down to two and a half or 2.75. Some of my clients were saying, well, I'm going to start a whole new 30 year. But guess what? If you kept the payment the same of that same $2,000, you might have it paid off in 15 or 12 years. Wouldn't that be nice? Right. So congratulations on doing that. So what about insurance? Because I know a lot of people think that they're that's where they can cut. They can cut insurance because they really don't need it. But I know from my, my experience, my dad had a ton of insurance. And when when he died, he left my mom very well off because of all his policies. So, so I'm going to break some news to everybody. We are all going to die 100%. Now, if you bought the right life insurance policy um, and you die while that policy is in force, like you've said, Melissa, your mother was able to retire or able to live the life that she once had when he was alive. Mm -hmm. So you are the breadwinner or you are married to a breadwinner. You must, 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 must have life insurance on them because statistically you can't go back out and make that living that that spouse was making. So I'm a big believer in life insurance. Um, there's a lot of agents out there that are selling these 10 year terms. And if people are 30 or 40 years old, that is not the right thing to do because when you're now 40 or 50, you're going to pay triple what you were paying before. It would have been better just to buy a 30 year term right out of the gate, save the money um, when you have to get it renewed 10 years later. So there's all different types of plans. You can buy permanent, you can buy um, term, uh, do not buy variable insurance, variables linked to the stock market, high in fees, high in death benefit costs. So um, if you want a free quote, just email us, um, info at kotofinancial.com and we'll get you a free quote. So I've got a whole team that works. My son actually heads up the life insurance division and he's worked for me for 12 years, super proud of him. And you know, he's, he believes the way I believe you've got to take, be responsible and take care of the ones that you leave behind. Now, being a woman in this field, it's, it's kind of rough, isn't it? It's normally a male dominated field. Right. As an asset. I use it as an asset. I feel like I'm more sensitive. Um, women live longer than men 85% of the time. So, um, you know, I'm going to touch on those nerves like, okay, you've never worked, ma'am. And you were completely dependent upon your husband and he's still working. But what happens if tomorrow he has a heart attack, has a car accident, has a motorcycle accident, has whatever type of accident and he's no longer here? What does that look like for your family? And I get deer in headlights like, uh, I don't know what I would do. Well, guess what? We got to solve the problem. You got a problem. We solve it. We get life insurance. So do you suggest getting that for your children as well? It depends. Um, I have insurance on my children. Uh, bought it when they were seven and eight. I didn't buy it for the death benefit. I bought permanent insurance for them. I pay 16 and $20 a month for Michael and Brianna at a young age. Um, they've got $15,000 of cash value on there. They can cash it in and take the money out. Or 
they can have that hundred thousand dollars in death benefit for them and their family so it's really important to look at that um insurability is super important uh one of my associates annalisa she works with me her son is diabetic and she they can't get insurance on him he's got juvenile juvenile diabetes so we want to always insure ourselves and guarantee that insurability that's one thing we can never guarantee is how healthy we're going to be tomorrow so, so uh, what about um else do you recommend getting ins additional insurance outside of your employer's insurance always 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 so let me talk to you about this if your employer provides life insurance to you one or two times your annual earnings is typically what they do do not pay for anything extra what you're doing is you're buying into that group and the rates are going to be higher and it's not portable so if i worked for abc lighting company and they gave me one time my annual salary let's say my salary is fifty thousand dollars and they gave me a fifty thousand dollar death benefit and God forbid I get laid off or I retire or terminate, that $50,000 is gone. Now you're going to have to go out and try to buy life insurance. I don't know if you're healthy. I don't know what age you are. So you always want to take that additional money outside of the company and own your own policy. Never got, never get everything with one place. You don't own that policy. The group actually owns it and they can cancel it at any time. Well, wow, I did not know that. Wow. Yep, it's not portable too. So if you worked for that lighting company and you want to go to a new company, they may have a 90 day wait or a hundred day wait or one year wait, but that's not portable. You don't own it. The company owns that and they can change it at any time. Wow. That's, that's just opened my eyes right there. I did that. How's that for some good advice? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we can't know everything as a human. We know what we know, right? So I know insurance and finances. That's my gig. I'm a math nerd um, in a woman's body, but I know math. I know statistics. I know longevity. Women are going to live longer than men statistically. I know our life expectancy. I know death is going to happen when we're not expecting it, right? I know families have been devastated when there's been a death and they didn't have to be, okay? They didn't have, you can buy life insurance pennies on the dollar and it's tax-free to the beneficiaries. So yesterday I had more blood work done because I got more life insurance. Why? One of my terms is expiring next year. I didn't want to just lose that. So I ladder more insurance all the time. I don't just lock and go. I'm always buying insurance. Why? I can buy it pennies on the dollar. Every year I wait, it keeps getting more expensive. So I want to get as much as I can while I'm as young as I can. <laughs> oh, I can't even say you're young as you can. Right? <laughs> so what's an emergency fund do you recommend people have? That's a great question. Um, we always recommend minimum of six months in your money market, not in the stock market, not in an account you can't get to, in your savings account. So when COVID hit, people lost their jobs. The ones that had savings, guess what? They're okay because in six to eight months, hopefully this economy will resume back to normal and people will be back to work. We see it slowly happening here in California. I know North Carolina, you're a little bit um, still handicapped, but you're getting better, right? Um, yeah. So so you've got to have a reserve. You've got, your 401k is not your reserve. Your IRA is not your reserve because that is taxable when you take that money out. 
And now that I mentioned that, I don't know if you're aware of this, Melissa, but if you're under age 59 and a half this year, if you're not 59 and a half yet, you cannot go access your qualified money, your 401k, your 457, your IRA without getting slapped by the IRS saying, no, 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 that was for your retirement. We're going to fine you 10%. Wow. Not really taxable. So a lot a lot is not known to people. They just go to access their money. Then they go to retire. It's missing, you know, so be careful about that. That's another great tip. I mean, you're just throwing out all these great tips. <laughs> I know. It's like, stop, right? <laughs> stop and play again. Um, I think the biggest thing is I don't want to broad stroke and create, you know, chaos for people that are listening. I want to create calmness. I want to create everything that you are fearing i've feared in my life i've feared a job i've feared divorce i've feared sick children like i have experienced almost everything in one life um some people have a just a smooth sailing life but chances are they haven't or they wouldn't be part of this group right so they want to know more because they don't want to be handicapped from knowledge so don't be a do-it-yourselfer that's my thing do what you do best and then let somebody else handle what they do best. I mean, I have learned a lot from you in the financial wellness group already. And I, I can't wait next week. Annalise is coming on and she's going to talk about your side hustles next week. So I'm super excited about that. It'd be great. So what should be a priority? Should be savings, investing, paying off debt or saving for retirement? All of it. All of it should be a priority. I'm a big stickler on debt. Do not get yourself into debt. Okay, get that debt paid off. If you have a bunch of different credit cards, consolidate them, get them down to a 0% interest. The credit card companies are actually being very gracious right now. Take advantage of it. Uh, I had a client that had three different credit cards at 18%. She consolidated, got down to zero. We put her on a payment plan. It was paid off in eight months. She was on a hamster wheel. She was never going to get that thing paid off. Get your debt paid off not your mortgage, not your cars, but your debt, your credit card debt, and then stop it. Cut at least two or three or four, or however many you have, use one credit card with the lowest interest rate and pay it off every month. If you're not paying it off every month, you're telling yourself a lie. You're buying things that you can't afford. Mm -hmm. So don't buy it. I know because a lot of people are getting into trouble when they buy these houses that they can't afford and cars they can't afford just so they can keep up with the Joneses. Yeah, there is no Jones, by the way. Uh, we have seen it here in California. Uh, there was a community that was being built and everybody, you know, these young yuppies, 35, 40 years old with their BMWs pulling up into their driveways, three car garage, beautiful home. And 2008 hit and 2010 hit and they couldn't afford it. And so here we go into now we're into foreclosures and they've ruined the credit and they've lost their home. They didn't have to go buy that million dollar home making a hundred thousand a year. So super important to just stay focused, only buy what you can afford. I know because right now my daughter is an interior architect major at UNC Greensboro and she's talking about buying a foreclosed home because she sees the property values are so low right now that she can go in and flip it right good i know we've got uh karen actually um 
I know Karen. Hi, Karen. Um, Karen's actually been in my office with her husband. Uh, they live in Colorado, and uh, it's good to see you on the group, Karen. But you said best way to monitor a budget spreadsheet app. I have a budget, just can't keep track. So that's a big deal for a lot of people. Um, you can do the money envelope. Um, I'm going to be putting that out on the Facebook group as well. So let's say, for instance, you've got a $3,000 a month budget or $2,000 or $1,000. You divide it into envelopes, and you only use in that envelope for one month what is in that envelope. So if your groceries are $300 a month, once that $300 a month is done, you don't go shopping until the following month, and then you're going to put those uh, money back in those envelopes. It works for people that can't stay on a budget. And try it. I mean, it, it really does. I've got a lot of clients doing it, and they said it changed their life. Clothing, gas. Um, I'm not talking about your mortgage. I'm not talking about your your set um, bill, like your electricity, the, the phone. Those are not something that's going to change. I'm talking about your liquid money that you are able to have flex, flexibility on it. Mm -hmm. But if you put that in an envelope and you have your seven or eight envelopes, you only spend what's in that envelope for that category. And if it's if there's money left over, leave it in the envelope. Yeah, I love that idea. I mean, because that will obviously clear up all the waste that you might items yep. you might throw away. Because yep. I mean, honestly, I went through my closet and found a whole bunch of clothes. You know, COVID hit, everybody goes through and just mm -hmm. cleans and starts hitting everything. I found clothes that still had tags on that I just. Mm -hmm. It never we think that now, aren't we? We're not going to buy things we don't need. Yep. So what's the best financial advice you ever received? If you're married, I want you to do yourself a favor. I want you to get involved. If your husband's in charge of those bills, get involved. There's too many divorces happening. There's too many deaths happening. And women are unfortunately paralyzed because they did not want to bring up the conversation. I had a lady reach out to me last Friday. I'm going to give you a great story. This is a unusual story because she was talking big numbers. She met a gentleman online here in Newport beach and they started dating. He asked her to marry him after six months. It was her second marriage. And he said, I want you to quit your job. I want you to help me with my, um, he had a bunch of commercial properties. So she said, I will quit my job but I need to um, talk to you about money. Like, am I gonna get an allowance every month? Am I, gonna, am I gonna be part of your estate plan? So she came in and met with me and she said, what are the questions that I need to ask? And I gave her a list. I said, if he died tomorrow, who's the beneficiary of these projects? It obviously wasn't her. They've only been dating six months. He had three kids. So I gave her a whole list of different things to talk about. She went home, talked about it, and he got so irate, so upset. He said, you're only with me for my money. I'm not sharing anything with you financially. They broke up. She came back in, gave me a hug and said, I'm glad I found out now. I'm glad I found out now. So sometimes it's hard to bring these conversations up. But wouldn't you rather know now than 10 years from now? Uh, I'd want to know everything. And I run all the finances. I run all the books in my home. I wouldn't trust anybody else to do because I don't think they'll do it as good. I'm now engaged to Steve. We will never commingle money because he's 62. He has a pension. I'm 58. We're not going to commingle money. But in my relationship with Don that I was married to for 22 years, I ran the money. He knew what was going on, but I was better. He said, Vicki, 
you're going to handle it because you're better. Now, there may be one that's better than the other, but you need to know what's going on. I would give him a balance sheet at the end of the month and say, okay, this is what we have on our credit cards. This is what we've got in our savings. This is what we've saved in our 401ks. Like, this is what we have. This is if I die tomorrow. This is where everything's at. So get it organized. Get your files organized. Get all your insurance policies in one place. And don't act like procrastinate. Don't act like this isn't a big deal. This is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Huge. Um, it's as important as waking up every single day, your finances, your health, your finances, being aware of what's going on, super important. Don't be passive about this. You shake up that tree if you have to and say, you know what? You're making the X amount of dollars every month. I want to know where it's going. Let's say they're doing the bills, the one that's making the money. So why do you have to know where the money's at? Because you do. Because yeah. you do. And oh, by the way, you don't have enough life insurance on you. And, and if you drop dead tomorrow, I want to know that I'm going to be able to take care of our kids, our home, things like that. So don't procrastinate. Super important. When you ask that question, I'm passionate about this. I'm psycho about it. It makes me crazy to think that women don't want to have this conversation. It has to happen. You are the ones taking care of the home and the mm-hmm. home taking care of the kids. You are dependent upon that person using women as as a dependent of a man. Uh, it's gender specific. It doesn't have to be gender specific. Um, but in a in a modern day world, a lot of women do work and we do have an opportunity to create some income, side hustle, doing what you're doing with your blogs, whatever it is. Um, I always believe that women need to have a source of income because when the rug gets pulled out from underneath you, you got to be able to support yourself. You came in this world alone and you're going to leave alone. Do not expect a person to take care of you because truly it's not their responsibility. We are responsible to take care of our children. Um, So I'm a little bit harsh about that, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's offending anybody. I so apologize. I just want you to know what's going on. I believe you. I mean, honestly, I I think people need to hear that, though, because I hear so many stories of men and women both that are left with penniless because the husbands or the wives have taken everything because they had no clue what was going on. Or they got their little side hustle on the side, right? Little chicky poos. There's affairs happening um, and they're siphoning money out of their accounts and women had no clue. So if you think it can happen to you, take the blinders off. It can. It can. The best, the best of men and women have fallen prey to other people. And I'm never going to, I'm never going to let that happen to me. And I don't want anyone else to let that happen to you because you can be a Christian. You can be the best person ever. It can be, uh, you know, an affair. It can be a death. It can be all different things that can happen. Just make sure you know what's going on in your home. Yeah. So what do you suggest as far as life insurance? What's the minimum they should buy or the maximum they should buy? Because honestly, I think a lot of people are like. The rule of thumb is 10 to 15 times the breadwinner's annual salary. Simple. If you make 50000 a year, 10 times it is 500, right? So 500000 Ideally, we'd like to go a little bit higher, but that's our minimum. You know, some people call and say, I want to buy $100,000 of life insurance. I said, stop right there. Where'd you get that number from? Well, it sounds good. No, that's not good. You've got to replace that person's salary for the next 20 years. So does that, does that help you? 
Yeah, definitely. So what drives your passion for helping others to improve their financial wellness? Oh gosh, right here. My family. Can you see? Yeah. <laughs> my family. Um, I'm a, I'm a lover of my family. I have a type A personality, very, very driven. Um, my brain is always thinking about how I can be a better person. Um, the show didn't always show that because they want a drama, mm -hmm. but I wake up every day and say, what can I do different to help others and how can I be a better person? Um, and then I go to bed at night knowing I did my very, very best every day because I got Troy and Owen and a third grandson on the way next month. I've got Michael and Brianna and I've got my relationship with Steve. I mean, and then I got 7,000 clients that are depending upon me every single day. And if I mess up, they're the ones that are going to suffer. So I have a very strong faith and I have a strong moral ethic. I'm part of the National Ethics Bureau, uh, Better Business Bureau rated A plus, never had a consumer complaint, uh, super strong about doing the right thing always always doing the right thing. You never have to worry about it. Yeah. We have a comment that says you're awesome, Vicki. Oh, yay. So are you. Honestly, I will say that it seems like since you've left the housewives, you seem a little bit more relaxed and not as stressed. Is that true? I cried every day when I was on the housewives, you know, when Kelly called me Miss Piggy and people said I was in on a cancer scam. I mean, you know, the whole thing was just ridiculous. And no, I didn't scam anybody. And by the way, I've tried to ask Bravo and the production company said, if did I open up a GoFundMe account? Did I? I got scammed by my ex-boyfriend. Mm -hmm. so this whole rant of, oh, you're a terrible person. You, you scammed people. No, I believed when my boyfriend told me he had cancer, non-Hodgkin's stage three lymphoma. I believed him. Why wouldn't I? Um, and then the whole perpetrating thing of, you know, I need to see his records. And at the time, he's like, I'm not showing your records. So I went down a very slippery slope and I was in a very serious state of depression. And I got on my knees and I journaled and I prayed and that relationship ended. And thank God it did because I probably would have married him. Um, and I came out on the other side, a stronger, better, um, more. I didn't realize that cabinet door was open the whole time. That is so annoying. <laughs> So sorry. Um, I'm thankful for everything being in this place. Um, but I, um, I just think that my life has been hard. It is not. It's not been easy. It's not been uh, lickety split like skipping through the tulips. But it's made me a very more personable, more relatable, because a lot of people don't have it easy, and a lot of people do. I just wasn't handed that card. I was handed a work hard card. You're going to get a lot of bumps in the road. And by the way, it's how you get on that other side. The housewife show gave me a great platform. It allowed me to meet you, Melissa, because I wouldn't have met you, but it's allowed me to be a household name. You know, they're getting ready to air season 15, which is going to break my heart. I feel like I want to cry talking about it. Uh, because I created this franchise mm -hmm. and I sat with Scott Dunlap at my dining room table. I said, why would I want to do a reality show? And, you know, he said, well, it may work. It may not. And here we are 15 years later. It's the first year I'm not going to be on it. So I'm not going to watch it. Um, maybe with one eye closed and one eye open. <laughs> but I, uh, 
you know, it's, I, I just feel now I, I can be who I really want to be. I don't have to worry about what, you know, creating a TV show is hard. You've got to create content and you've got the producers do a really good job, but you've got to give the viewers something to watch, you know? So I am more relaxed. I'm more focused. I'm in love. I have a place in Puerto Vallarta that I just got back from seeing my tan. See how tan I am? I'm going to North Carolina tomorrow, um, closing on a little lake house that I'll use for rental property. But I'm trying to live my best life and trying to keep the stress down because we know stress kills. So those of you that are stressed out like me, I'm always stressed out. Um, keep it in check because stress does cause a lot of other problems, you know, health-wise. Yeah, because when they first started um, Housewives, you were running out your whole business outside out of your home, weren't you? I was, I was. And look what happened. I'm in a high-rise building now. I'm on the first floor of a beautiful building in Irvine, California. Um, I have agents all over the country. I'm super blessed. So it doesn't come without a lot of stress, though. So it's balancing, right? It's that balance game. But I so was designed to have stress. Yeah. So what would you say is the secret of your success? I journal. I do goal settings. I have my goals up there. I know exactly what I need to produce every week in order for me to make my bills. Um, and I surround myself with really smart people. I think that's a key. Do not surround yourself with people that are not successful or emulate who you want to be. I always told my son and my daughter, you are who you surround yourself with. And you know, if you've got small children's and your children are hanging around bad kids, you remove them because they are who they hang around with. So I hang around with super successful people. Um, not going to name drop, but I know very many people that you all know about. Um, and I learn every day from somebody, somebody, whether it's I just wrote another book called Life After Work. It's on Amazon. Um, Super excited about that. It's about what is your life going to be after you stop working? And it makes you think, what do I want it to be? I want to be near my grandchildren. I want to be near my children. Um, and I want to live a life of peace. And I don't want to stress about how am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to pay my... Yeah, I stress about it, just like everybody else, especially COVID. I hate COVID. Um, but it's just... Uh, you just try to do your best balancing act, right? So how has COVID made you pivot a little bit with your business? Well, I bought two houses this year, which I never thought I would do um, because I want to create that life that I want. I always wanted to be in Puerto Vallarta more than I was. So I bought a, myself a condo because I saved money and you had to pay cash for it. And so I thought, okay, there. And if really life gets hard here in California, I got a place to go to. Uh, full time. The other place I'm buying that's going to be rental property is in North Carolina near you. And um, my daughter and son-in-law will be able to go there with the boys and they'll be able to boat and do their stuff. And I'm going to Airbnb it and have income come from it. So I'm creating income. Now, some people say, well, I don't have the money for another home or another down payment. Uh, there's creative ways that you can pull money from your home if it's low interest and move it to another home and then create these income streams. So 401ks, I create income streams for people, turn them into annuities, and we get the monthly income. So a lot of great things we can do. I have to go. I'm looking at my clock. It's 4.43, and I have to leave by 4.45. 
um, I have another call. I have to be on Zoom. And I hope that's okay. Yeah, that's uh, fine. I thank you so much for joining us. Okay, Melissa, my very best to you. And thank you for joining the group. Um, hopefully, it's time well spent because time is money. If you're not learning from somebody or something, then you need to be doing a hobby or, but to waste time, I don't waste time. So I um, just encourage all of you to get out of debt, dream big, um, push everybody out of the way that says you can't do it because you can. Thank you so much for you for joining us today. Don't forget to whoop it up, all of you all. Yeah, okay. whoop it up. Woohoo! <laughs> Thank you, dear. Have right. a good night. Okay, right, bye. You too. Bye. Okay. So, guys, I'll see you on the next edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin. And I again want to thank Vicki for being on the show tonight and for giving us a little bit of her time to tell us about financial wellness. Um, so, see you guys later. Bye. I don't know about you guys, but y'all, I'm going out and buying some envelopes so I can do the envelope system because during COVID, when I was cleaning, you know, most people were like, they're bored, they got to clean, there's nothing else to do because we're stuck in our houses. You find things that you know you bought that still had tags on them because, yes, guilty, number one here. So her budgeting, her advice about making sure that people both partners know where the money is at because honestly folks I've heard stories I've had friends who their husband has forged their signatures they're not their ex-husband I should say and has and left them so much in debt so we need to be financially smart with our money with where we put our money so we're saving for our kids so that the people that we look that are left behind know they're taken care of when my dad died he left, I don't know how many insurance policies for my mom, which left her to the to what she was accustomed to. It wasn't dissolute. And there's so many stories I hear now of people that are being left with no money whatsoever. So, y'all, this is one episode that I was so glad that I stepped out of my comfort zone because I'm in her Facebook group. And I said, I would love to chat with you about this. And she agreed to come on. And that was like vision board. 101 put it on your vision board put it on there because when you put it on that vision board it will come true there's three people i've had on my vision board now that have come true that i've actually chatted with on chats from the blog cabin and i'm aiming for one more two more i've got aimed i don't know if i told you this but at the very beginning of the year i was at a meeting um, at the Flourish Market in Raleigh and we were doing a meditation and we were closing our eyes and we were like drift off see what do you want to be where you... and for some reason the housewives popped up in my head y'all I interviewed Deandra Simmons from Dallas on my women in business series on my blog Adventures of Frugal Mom now I have Vicki Guffelson on the Chats from the Ball Cabin I have one more in my in my wheelhouse that I really want to be on. I'm not going to say the name yet. It's on my vision board, but it will happen before the end of the year. So, y'all, vision sports do work. Remember, I have turned these chats from the blog cabin to not only this podcast, but they show up on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. 
because I got smart. I worked smarter, not harder. I'm actually streaming them live on YouTube as well as Facebook. So if you, if you don't have Facebook, but you have YouTube, check them out. Thank you for being part of the Chats from the Blog Cabin family and podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and to leave a rating or review. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Be blessed. And remember, 